I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, and this is Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. On this episode, we continue our series celebrating 50 years of Title IX and the lasting impacts on Holy Cross Athletics. My guest today is Holy Cross Athletics Hall of Famer, Meg Galligan. She coached not one, but two Crusader teams, earning Patriot League Coach of the Year honors in both field hockey and women's lacrosse. From 1985 to 2007, Meg recorded more field hockey wins than any coach in Holy Cross history, while her program reached the Patriot League final seven times in her final 11 seasons. Meg, it's great to meet you. Welcome to Seder Stories. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. How did you first discover a passion for field hockey as a kid? Well, for field hockey, it was actually my my mom. <laughs> and it was like the 1940s, but she was fortunate enough to put a field hockey stick in her hand. And she would talk about it. It was always with a big smile on her face. Uh, we I would see pictures of her. And little did I know that I just... I think that started my like, geez, when I get a chance, I want to play field hockey. And sure enough, I, you know, ended up in New Country Day and in seventh grade, they put a field hockey stick in your hand and I fell in love with it right away. So that's the start of field hockey. Lacrosse is very different, which will probably come up with other questions. But I will say right now, I grew to love lacrosse as a coach. I didn't know it much as a player, believe it or not. As fate would have it, a new country day, there were two gym teachers and one would teach the kids lacrosse as part of the sports and one didn't. And I had the one who didn't. So I didn't play it. So uh, you'll see it's a job that opened up in Title IX, an interesting story how it is. I started coaching lacrosse as well. I grew to love it, though. You were part of the first ever induction class at Newton Country Day, so you clearly left your mark on that school. What made your prep career in field hockey so special? Well, it was a perfect place for me to be. I loved just physical activity, always as a kid. I was the one climbing a tree, not playing with a doll, and playing with my brothers and stuff. So anyways, in Newton Country Day, they offered... It was all girls. It was I was there through like the early six. I was there from first grade to twelfth grade, so sixty-two to seventy-four. Um, they had a ton. They had gym class all the time. My favorite class, by the way, <laughs> and tons of sports offered. So lucky me. So I got involved in field hockey and basketball, a little bit of tennis, and there's a blue team and a silver team you're either on one or the other it's all sports related and I ended up being the captain of the blue team and I just loved my experience there so it was very uh, uh, fun to be inducted and this area was clearly home you grew up in Belmont you attend Newton Country Day and then you make the short commute over to BC where you graduated college I've got to ask Jim Cavanaugh from track and field and cross country said it was really tough for him to make that transition from an Eagle to a Crusader. How was your transition to rival Holy Cross? Well, guess what? It was easy for me. And I'll explain why. Um, My dad, Joe Fahey, Holy Cross grad class of 1941 and, you know, rah, rah, Holy Cross guy. My brother, Joe, uh, Holy Cross grad class of 79. We just grew up like before my brother Joe was there too, like mom, the, the Ford station wagon, you know, with the wood paneling, 
the back had the BC and the, that's once we got to college, BC Holy Cross stickers. She would get people like um, honking at her, like the, huh, what, you know, kind of a look. But it was it was so much fun. Dad had he he was fine. I'm the oldest. I hear I go to BC. So you can imagine the banter that went on in the house and continued. But then my brother was only a year behind me. He went to Holy Cross. Phew. <laughs> so and dad was just so proud when I got that job at Holy Cross. So funny. I know Jim very well and I, I get it. I get it. But for me, it was actually very easy. And the funny thing is, after I was hired, Ron Perry, you know, was the athletic director at the time, jokingly said, geez, you know, are we going to tell the president about this <laughs> or just try <laughs> to keep it quiet? So anyways, <laughs> that's my well, story. You, you teased us on the transition from field hockey to lacrosse. So here's that opportunity. How do you end up coaching two Division One sports at once? Yes. So... It all, I mean, I started um, college, I mean, I, I mean, I started right out of college being a gym teacher and coaching like field hockey high school uh, stuff, but that was 78, but you know, we, I got married, Peter, and we were in DC and I'm like, hmm, you know, I got to find some jobs here. And this is 1981. So Georgetown has a job open for field hockey and lacrosse. And I was like, nah, let me give it a try. So this is kind of an example. So this is 81. And even though Title IX had, you know, on paper happened, it really wasn't fully happening everywhere. So they didn't honestly really care that much, you know, in a way about those sports. So here's this assistant AD type woman. I'm, eight, I'm 25, you know, and hiring me and hired me to coach field hockey and lacrosse, even though I had no lacrosse background as a player. And I took it. And Fortunately, I had good instincts of taking the job, um, of course, for the love of field hockey, but just love of coaching. And sure enough, um, fortunately, it worked out. I think my instincts as a coach and as a play, uh, just as an athlete and the lacrosse program being like at in its infancy, you know, that helped me be able to, I was only there two years and fortunately the programs were, you know, were building. So that's how I started with lacrosse. And I've got to ask, who did you lean on or where did you go to learn the finer points of lacrosse? This is before the internet. This is before how-to tutorials on YouTube. What kind of options did you have? Not many. Um, I really went on a lot of instincts. I certainly, I had some books. I mean, I think I, I must, I think I recall how you could buy maybe a book on it. I remember um, I certainly talked, I don't remember his name, you know, the men's lacrosse coach. I talked to him. And then um, I'm telling you, instincts, I'm just, you know, fortunate that it worked out. I mean, it wouldn't have worked out if it was already a top D1 program, nor would I have taken that job, you know. So it was like a D3 just starting out. And I felt confident that I could make it work. And that paved your way to two programs at Holy Cross. Let's take a short commercial break. When we return, we'll discuss the opportunities Title IX helped field hockey and lacrosse athletes achieve at Holy Cross right here on Seder Stories. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination and we are a starting point because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. 
We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals To Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit Mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion, obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Whether you are looking at hosting a birthday party, corporate or youth team outing, church group, or just a night out with some friends, Holy Cross Athletics has just the experience to make your event unforgettable. Holy Cross Athletics offers a number of interactive group experiences where your groups can even have the option of adding food and drinks to your experience. For more information, please call 1-844-GO-CROSS or email us at tickets at holycross.edu. Welcome back to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale, joined by former Holy Cross field hockey and women's lacrosse coach Meg Galligan. In June of this year, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Title IX's passage into federal civil rights law. Since then, female sports participation at the high school level has grown by, get this, 1,057% and 614% at the college level. Meg, as we look back on the positive impacts of Title IX, how did the opportunities for field hockey players expand most during your career? Um, yes, I mean, being there 23 years, I certainly saw um, a lot of changes and all for the all for the good. One thing I in thinking back on this, um, one thing, the immediate impact was the fact that Holy Cross, as I came there, was allowing me to offer financial aid type scholarships, I'll call them, but financial need awards. And it allowed me to have some, you know, ta very talented players, like right away. Wish I had a few more, but uh, if I thank goodness for them, because they could help make an impact of the other players around them. And the other thing I thought about was how this also helped some of these players attend Holy Cross. I mean, a great institution, a great place, you know, academically too. And, and maybe they wouldn't have even been able to go. So that's like an added piece. And that was right away. And so I came in 85 and then facilities wise, 1988, thank goodness. We, we had a brand new artificial turf surface put in and that was phenomenal. And we literally tripled our wins that year. We even beat Syracuse, which they walked away going, what just happened? <laughs> it's a fond memory. <laughs> so that and was people. And for people coach that aren't familiar with playing the game of field hockey on a natural grass surface as opposed to AstroTurf at the time, I mean, that takes the sport to a completely different level, right? Absolutely. The, the sport was made 
you know, for a turf surface that keeps the ball true to the skill you're using in the moment, it keeps it down. Um, it's faster paced. It's, it's, um, I mean, grass, you just don't know, you know, what the grass is like and what kind of bounce that ball may make. And it's just slower. So it, it was wonderful to get that turf field, I must say. And it made a huge difference on our program. And then that was 88 and early, something, I think 1990 Patriot League started and it was fun to have that Patriot League games. And then soon after tournaments, you could get into their postseason. That was fantastic. And then late nineties, uh, we finally, I've been working hard on asking for, well, I wanted to become full-time officially <laughs> and buses and just more for the program. And finally, we were given a bunch of that, you know, a bunch of those things that really added, really made the experience better for the players and me, I must say. And then uh, full-time assistant, 2000, I was like, that's wonderful. So a lot of, a lot of growth, a lot of changes, all for the better. It took a while. It was like step by step by step, but I was always could see, you know, given a little more for the program, for the players, which is nice. You can definitely see the growth of both those programs at Holy Cross, but lacrosse especially has really exploded in growth over the last two decades. I'm curious what some of the next steps might be in growing the game of field hockey on a national level here in the States. You know, there was more, it's, it seems like more encouraging now though, than I feel like um, I'm not sure put all the time frame in mind, but I think there was more worries before these years now that are happening for field hockey. I mean, soccer is just so popular as well anyways, and that's at the same time. So um, I think what I'm seeing now, and see, I'm away, I've been 14 years retired, so I can't be exact here, but from, I have a sense that there's more youth field hockey programs going on. Even in my town, Needham, they have, they're trying to get the stick in the hand of the really young kids. Uh, you always see them kicking soccer balls around when they're young. So I know there's that's happening, which is really nice. So, and I think there's some, there's actually some college teams that have field hockey now that did not when I retired. So it's, again, it's little baby steps, but it does seem to be going and trending in the right direction. And we have a, you know, a great national level of coaches and the Olympic team, you know, that whole pattern up to the Olympics and um, path is, is much uh, a much better, more growth, I should say, and more players able to be involved outside of their college team and high school team as well. So you have an eye on, on the national level of the sport. It's growing during your time at Holy Cross, but day to day, what were the demands like coaching two programs at the same time, different seasons, but obviously uh, it goes 365. Yes, it was. Well, let's, let me first thank my husband <laughs> for being very, very supportive. He knew I just loved doing this. That's why I did it. It was not for financial reasons. I, I was only part-time on paper, but um, he said, go, go do it. And I immediately just stopped teaching and I just became unofficially full-time. <laughs> and I wanted to do that in order to try to help build those programs. Cause yeah, it was very demanding. Uh, the thing is it became very quickly became very challenging. 
things were evolving. Division one. I, when I came in '85, I think we were Division one by a year or two before me. It was just starting to happen. So there were plenty of other coaches, field hockey, lacrosse, college coaches, D1, doing both. But all of a sudden, by the early 90s, that started changing. And that's only a bunch of years after I started. Um, I was still doing both, but there were other colleges where they were letting the coach just pick one and be full-time. Now all of a sudden, there's an off-season, like a spring. We're fall in-season, spring season. You can work with the team a certain amount of days you have scrimmages you're allowed and it's like oh oh my gosh so fortunately 1996 holy cross saw that need and let me just become full-time field hockey thank goodness because that was in itself it was a lot of time i i put in a lot of time but i loved it we talked about the opportunities academically, athletically for your student athletes, but what made Holy Cross a great home for you beyond coaching? The feeling of Holy Cross of philosophy, um, even just going back to my dad and my brother, I um, mean, yeah, I went to BC. To me, that's just a larger version of Holy Cross, honestly. And I just, from the get-go, I just loved the atmosphere at Holy Cross. I loved the players. Of course, I give myself some credit for <laughs> the players that I recruited onto the team, you know, a certain kind of person. And so every day I'd walk in, I mean, the staff, my immediate boss, Anzaleski, for so many years, just other coach. It just was a great experience on all those levels I'm flinging out to you, you know, off the cuff here. So it was like my other home. And I did spend a lot of time, time there. So it's, it, was, it was all positive, though. Let's take a final commercial break. When we get back, we'll look back at Meg's greatest wins right here on Sater Stories. Hello, I'm Richard Carr of Carr Financial. As a proud alumnus and sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics, I know the importance of making a game plan to set up your team for success. Why should preparing for your financial future be any different? At Carr Financial, our dedicated advisors have decades of experience helping people like you put together a customized financial plan. Contact Carr Financial today and let us guide you toward a life of success as you define it. Call 508-795-0264 or visit carfinancial.com. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Getting that perfect slice is satisfying, fulfilling, and rewarding too. But we don't do it for fun. We do it for fresh. Slice to order makes a sub above. Holy Cross Athletics is proud to have passionate corporate sponsors who are committed to supporting our teams and student-athletes. Sponsors not only support Holy Cross, but also gain significant marketing exposure through in-venue signage, digital elements, promotional campaigns, and much more. To become a corporate partner, please contact Frank with Crusader Sports Properties at 908-625-1947. Welcome back to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale, joined by Holy Cross Hall of Famer, Meg Galligan. Your field hockey teams won the Patriot League title in 98, 2000, and 01, 
over the course of your 23 years at Holy Cross, I'm sure you had some great teams and great players, but I've got to, I've got to ask you, which of those teams really stand out to you or those wins stand out as most impactful to the programs? It's difficult to pick a team. I just being honest, um, I won't hope this doesn't sound too fluffy, but I will say, I mean, timing like in 1996 till when I retired and I know that's when I, uh, we could do that full time and they could just even devote themselves to the one sport, which gave them more time, you know, the off season. So they had more time to work on the sport as well. You know, we had a tremendous amount of success from 96 on, you know, and which is wonderful. I, I mean, there's a little chunks where like some of those years were just on paper, just, whoa, phenomenal you know, and then we were good and then, you know, phenomenal. So, but in general, it's like the credit to the players who just gave all that time. Like I said, that extra time. Now they're like one sport athletes starting then too. So they're all fall. We have a strength and conditioning coach now who's specific to our team. They're doing that. There's the whole spring season. Um, They're working hard in the summer, but we had, so they were very dedicated very talented. And um, we also had great leadership during that time, I must say. But I do want to mention, so from 1985 to 1995, it's important to mention them because they had a lot to do with us getting to that later stage. When you think of when I came in 85 and we were playing on grass with boulders, like (laughs) actually we played in the football stadium right in the beginning is just was long grass. It was just, there were so many little things, not even to list. And there they were dedicated as dedicated and worked just as hard, even though it was just for the fall. But I had some talented players in there and we, from 85 to 95, we were making progress. You know, it took a few, those, it took the 88 to really go, oh, okay. And when I said we tripled our wins, but they kept working just as hard, you know, and then we got a little better. And I think we had an ECAC tournament we got into in the early nineties. We beat BC one of those years. I mean, there's a lot of little things, you know, that went along. So there, they were just as important. So I wanted to bring them up as well. No, that's great. There's so many small moments. It's not so much the big moments or when you hoist the trophy, it's really those small transitional moments over time that that really seem to add up and when you look back on your entire life in field hockey from age seven when your mother is instilling a passion in it to this opportunity at holy cross and then you get a chance with the olympic development team to coach what did it mean to coach your country in this sport it was so rewarding i mean i think it was a win-win because in a way I'm, i'm learning from the experience being around these other coaches and these talented players and hopefully, you know, I'm giving to them. It's sort of a way of like that saying of giving back to the sport. So it wasn't, it wasn't just the Holy Cross coaching. This is like, I'm spending time in the summer because I want to not all summer, but it'd be like these week long camps, like with the, with these players who have potential to make the Olympics. And I enjoyed working with the younger ones, especially they weren't little, but they were just a little bit younger, lots of talent and, you know, it's just to see the love they had for the game because I love this game so much. So I, I, I felt very fortunate to be 
given the opportunity, because you can't just say, hey, I'm going to go coach your Olympic young players. You know, I felt very honored to um, be able to be a part of that whole process. Meg, you're still in rare company at Holy Cross. You had 233 wins between field hockey and lacrosse. That's still top 10 all time <laughs> in college. What kind of legacy do you believe lives on today from your coaching tenure? I'm in touch with lots of players still. And what I value the most, what I hear from them, because some of them are coaches now. You know, a lot of them have kids of their own. Some have played field hockey and stuff. And, you know, if I hear them say, oh, Meg, I just I just did a life lesson with my team. And I thought of you or, you know, just different moments like that. I would hear that a lot of the players tell me that they they felt like I cared about them as a person, not just the player and that I was always teaching life lessons. <laughs> and, you know, that I could cry that that's the most that was the most important thing to me, not just teaching them how to play field hockey. That was more important. And it's great when I hear, hear that back. I hear so many athletes at the high school and college level talking about wanting to win and leaving a legacy with titles, but those are the lessons that, that really live on, right? At the, at the end of the day, that's, that's what you're trying to achieve as a coach. Right. It's not the wins and losses in the end. You want those wins and we worked hard for those, but they weren't as important as just the experience and life lessons you hope to achieve as, as, a, as a team, as a group together, working together. So after retirement, you've enjoyed playing tennis. You still yeah. live in Needham nearby. Yeah. As a former crusader who's a short drive away down the Mass Pike, how do you stay connected with the college? Oh, yes. I um, Although COVID kind of put a damper on this, but I'm attending games or have been and will do that again. So, and I was all the different coaches that took my place. I would always have little emails or, you know, try to connect with them or a great game or, you know, little things like that. Um, I continue to have lunch with that Anzaleski former media boss a few times a year. And I have to say, when I retired, a lot of my players said, get on Facebook, get on Facebook. We're all on Facebook. And I was like, okay, I will. And I'm so glad I did because I am Facebook friends with so many players and I've been seeing their lives unfold through the years. And it's a way sometimes to connect individually. So I've had some gatherings at times and I also have that Holy Cross website. I'll get the automatic athletic email, you know, athletic website email that telling me how all the sports are doing. And we actually every year um, uh, give financial support to the sport as well. So I'll, lots of little ways. I'll, my heartstrings are still attached to Holy Cross. And you always for life, right? You gotcha. Purple, purple blood. <laughs> That's what we always love to hear. Meg Galligan, it, it's been great meeting you. Thanks so much. Great to hear you're still in close contact with the college, and, and we'll hope to see you back on campus soon. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been great. And thanks to everyone for listening here on Seder Stories. Please subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you love our show, leave us a five-star rating and review. It's still the best way for fellow Crusaders to find our episodes. We'll be back again in two weeks. I'm Kevin Gale. Go Cross Go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. 
Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!